What's up? Welcome back. This is literally the most wonderful time of the year for me, mainly because, yeah, it's holiday season and the leaves are changing. But the real joy of the season for me is that the holiday Reese's are back. I know you know what I'm talking about. The bats, the pumpkins, the trees, they're coming. I love those things. I'm just in a great mood because they're back in the stores. Anyway, today we're going to talk about strength training. I did a story in my social media for Deliciously Fit and Healthy, and I asked about things you wanted me to cover. And I normally try to do some like brainstorming and some other stuff, and I write stuff on a board to think of ideas for posts and for podcasts, and my brain was literally like a black cloud. Like nothing was going on in there. It was just like, <laughs> like nothing in the brain. And so I asked you, and I always appreciate that because it really helps me see where there is information lacking. And when I did this post, I got a lot of requests of people saying, you know, you've talked a lot about how important strength training is, but like, how do I set up a routine? How do you break down your muscles? What should I be doing in strength training? How long should I be doing it? And I realized I talk about strength training a lot, and I've given some of this information in bits and pieces all over on social media and on my podcast, but I've never done a full episode just explaining um, the type of strength training, how to change up your strength training routine so you don't get burnt out because it's really boring doing the same thing over and over again, and then even your setup. So today, that's what I'm going to break down. We're going to talk types, change up, and setup, and hopefully after this episode, you feel empowered to like do some different things and feel confident in your strength training routine because as you know, strength training is a major root of our ability to stay healthy and feel strong for the rest of our lives. So as always, let's get into it. Today's show sponsor is Talk. Talkspace. I am a huge fan of this company. In fact, I can honestly say that I sought them out slightly like a maniac to work with them because I think it is such a good company. If you need support through the end of this year or you need help building a better next year, Talkspace is an online therapy that can help. There are thousands of licensed therapists available in dozens of different specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. You can match yourself with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com, and you get $100 off your first month with the promo code MAKEITSIMPLE. Again, that's $100 off with the promo code MAKEITSIMPLE at Talkspace.com. And honestly, the beauty of this is it's online, so you can set up your appointments and do it from your living room at any time. So it is amazing. I would definitely check it out. Make it simple for $100 off your first month. Therapy is cool. I can't say it any other way, but it will make a difference. And oftentimes it is the key to helping us move on and move forward and have success. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. Today, as we focus on strength training, I'm not going to really talk about cardio at all. Hopefully, you know how to do cardio. That's pretty simple. But strength training can be a little bit more complex because 
I don't want to say there are right and wrong ways to do it, but there are more efficient ways to do it. So I'm going to explain some of that. The other thing that I know I've mentioned before is there are different types of strength training. And often someone who is maybe a power lifter will bag on someone who does higher reps or vice versa. And there's different styles. And you just have to understand that your style meets your needs and it's something that you can maintain and something that you love and they all have different purposes. So while I do suggest you kind of dabble in some of the different types of styles of strength training, I think part of this is you truly have to love what you're doing. I do want to say that first before I get into the style so you can kind of think that through. So first of all, as any trainer you ever work with knows, there are different methods of training, and they call these the OPT models. This gives a list of reps and weight and some other stuff and the amount of effort you should be doing, like 75% of your workload or this. And so that's kind of what I'm going to explain first. The first method you can do if you're trying to get into strength training, and this is a really good method for beginners is stabilization endurance or strength endurance. So typically these are exercises where you're learning to stabilize, like you might be using a BOSU ball or you're doing more than one thing at once. They normally have a higher rep range, so they can be anywhere from 10 to 20 plus. I would say often they stick between like 15 to 20, but even though you have that rep range of, you know, 10 to 20, you also will do less rounds. So there's only like two to three rounds, which means you only repeat it two to three times that rep range. And that's one option if you're trying to add in strength training. And it is a really good option if you're a beginner and you're like, I don't know where to start. Start by trying to control your body movements, by trying to balance, by trying to use lighter weight and balance at the same time, by making sure you're connecting the muscle to your mind. A lot of times when I used to train clients in person, I mean, we could be doing a bicep curl and they'd be like, okay, so where do I feel this? And that's a problem. You have to know what you're working and you should be able to feel, I like to call it the shake in the muscle. You need to feel the muscle firing during the movement. So this is a really good phase, you know, a higher rep, even focusing on balancing to start with if you're new to strength training. So you can kind of start in that rep range, smaller sets, balancing and lighter weights. And technically, those are two different phases of strength training, the stabilization endurance and the strength endurance. But I feel like there's enough overlap that you can easily do both of them at the same time because they are a little bit higher rep, lighter weight, and more balancing. The next phase that you can think about when you're setting up your strength training routine is hypertrophy. This is my favorite rep range and how I like to work out, but it's hypertrophy. So you're doing 6 to 12 reps of whatever exercise you're working on, and then you are doing three to five sets. So typically, if you stay in this range, and in any range, you want the last three to four reps to be extremely challenging. You want to be able to not be doing any more reps than what you have done. So if I'm doing 10 reps, by seven reps, it should be very challenging. And by the time I hit 10 reps, if my muscle is not totally tired, I'm not lifting enough weights. Oftentimes, people will comment on my posts or, you know, clients will ask me, well, well, how much weight should I use? And that depends on what you feel. So if you're lifting and the amount of reps you're doing, you're not, the muscle's not feeling completely burnt out by the time you finish you're not using the right weights. You need to increase them. Or if you're feeling like you're losing form before you hit the end of your rep range, like let's say if you're in hypertrophy and you're not able to do a bicep curl with good form or you're starting to overcompensate by rep five, 
you might actually need to lower your weights because you're not going to be able to hit that rep range. So your weights always depend on what you are able to do with good form and to challenge the muscle in the rep range. That is going to be different for everybody. If I'm doing a bicep curl, I may be able to hold 25, you know, 20 pound dumbbells. And Mary may only be able to do eight pounds, but she's really challenged in that 12 rep window range. So that is going to vary drastically across the board based on your muscle, but you're still going to stick in that range and that will keep you in hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is a muscle building phase. It's not really as much of a beginner because we're really trying to focus on building muscle, but it's a nice happy medium. Again, six to 12 reps and you're doing three to five sets. Also, oftentimes in hypertrophy, people can easily mix in the endurance, which we've already talked about with high reps. Like if you're using bands, when I use bands, I tend to go into a little bit more endurance. Or they can mix in the next section we're going to talk about, which is strength max, where they do a couple lifts with very low reps, high weight. So the next one, strength max, you're shooting for one to four reps and you're doing four to six rounds. So basically, the weight is really heavy. You're only able to do five reps max. This is where people figure out their one rep max and they see how strong they are and they are having to do more rounds and they have to rest more in between. A lot of times CrossFit, when they before they do their Metcons, before they start, they will do a lift section and they will stay in this range, you know, with their squats or deadlifts or whatever else they're doing to kind of work on their max strength. That is going to be less reps, heavier weights, more rounds, you know, four to six rounds to get you to move up in that weight because you can't all of a sudden just throw, you know, 200 pounds on your back to do a squat. You kind of have to work into it, which is why they have more rounds because that's how people get injured. So even today, as I mentioned before, I'm dealing with a hamstring injury. So I'm working on my squats, but I have to warm up my legs. So that's the other thing you got to be aware of. So even though I'm personally working in a hypertrophy window where I'm doing, you know, six to 12 reps, I'm starting with a very light weight and doing, you know, 10 reps, and then I increase my weight, and then I do 10 reps, and then I'm warming up to go heavier and heavier. So if you're lifting in strength max, you have to do it that way. You can't just throw a ton of weight on all at once. People typically work up to it, which means they have more rounds, like more sets that they're doing within that window range. The last one that people do, and I feel like this is, if you've been an athlete, you will recognize this, is power. So power training is where you mix force, which is like heavy weight, and velocity, which is explosive movements. So imagine mixing like a strength movement with a plyo or like a strength movement where you're throwing a medicine ball. It's really helpful for athletes because they're able to jump higher or, you know, using jump boxes and things like that. They do tend to lift heavy still in this, but they want power. They don't just want max strength. They want to have some explosive energy. So they will add, like I said, jumping movements, throwing movements, things that are weighted where they're very explosive. So those are the different stages. For power movements, typically because it is a mix of an explosive movement and a weight, they will go heavier on their weight. They can easily bounce between hypertrophy, which is 6 to 12 reps, or strength max, which is 1 to 4, but then they will add an explosive movement to it. 
and then like slow it down. So that's kind of how that works. But those are all the stages. So you're trying to set up your strength training and you're like, okay, she just listed like four or five. They do vary in complexity, and I do think it's good to mix them all up. So again, if you're a beginner, start with the first one, lighter weight, learning to balance, you know, doing some compound things. If you're feeling good, let's increase those weights. Let's go into hypertrophy, and you can still bounce between a couple of them. And if you're someone who loves the heavy, heavy weights, like my younger sister, we are built a little bit differently. She She's actually a lot stronger than me. She does CrossFit and she loves her power lifts. She loves them and she loves to stack her bar super, super heavy and see how much she can lift. So she tends to live in strength max and that's a style that she loves and she can maintain. I mentioned that I love to live in hypertrophy. I like to do a bigger range, you know, six to 12 reps and really challenge myself and build muscle, but I only do strength max every once in a while. So I explain this because There's more to fitness than just like trying to look perfect. You have to find something you can maintain and something you love. So you may want to dabble in all of them and think like, what do I actually enjoy doing when I'm strength training? Do I, you know, enjoy some of the power movements where I'm using weight and explosive movements? Do I enjoy going super, super heavy and seeing what my one rep max is? Do I enjoy hypertrophy, which is muscle building, but, you know, it's a little bit of a different range? So pay attention to that and don't be scared to dabble in all of them because everyone has an area that they prefer and all of them are going to help with muscle. But I will say the more definition you want, you probably will be a little bit better off in hypertrophy, strength max, or power simply because those are using a little bit heavier weights and challenging the muscle a little bit better in progression. But still, I feel like all of them have their functions. As I've mentioned, I love bands. And bands would definitely be a strength endurance, but I like them because they're a change up because we all have fast twitch muscle fibers and slow twitch muscle fibers, and they work the muscles in different ways. And I really do feel like variety is a spice of life. So think about those few areas and see what you like. Within those areas, we can also add a lot of change up and variation because a lot of times we'll be like, okay, great. You've given me a rep range and a set range of a few different types of training, but like I get bored and I just don't know what to do. And I'm trying to stay in this rep range, but man, strength training can sometimes seem boring. It's not boring. I promise you, there are so many different styles and types of training within these different rep ranges. So I'm going to give you some ideas about that and just changing up your strength training routine. Because the truth is, like everything else, if you are doing the same weight with the same reps and the same order and the same muscles, you're not going to see changes anymore. Whether you're trying to build muscle or lose fat, it's not going to make a difference because your body adapts. Your body, as I've said a hundred times, is so smart. You can add some changes up with in your lifts. Um, A couple ideas are you can make pyramid workouts. Now, all the suggestions I'm going to give today, the cool thing is if you're one of my clients, you have seen all of them because while I'm trying to get someone to strength train, I don't want them to get bored. So I do add a lot of variation within my coaching as should you. And if you work with a trainer, they will add some variation as well. But if you're trying to set up your own, these variations are going to help. So the first idea is a pyramid workout. A pyramid workout means that either your weight or your reps are increasing or decreasing. So you can do like a backwards pyramid or a forwards pyramid. So I want you to imagine like a pyramid, you know, and let's say we're 
upping our weight. So you might start with like a certain amount of weight and reps and keep the reps the same. And then you're going to load a little more weight, same reps, a little more weight, same reps, a little more weight, same reps. And then you might come back and do the same thing coming back down to where you started. You can do the same thing with reps where you keep the weight the same and you change the reps. So you might start with a downward pyramid. I can't think of the word right now. I'm sure someone will send me a message later and say, it's called this an upside down pyramid, that's what we're going to call it, where maybe you start with 15 reps and you're using the same weight. And then maybe you go to 12 reps and then 10 reps and then eight reps. And then maybe you bottom out at six reps and then you go back in reverse. So a pyramid workout in either direction using weights or reps is a really good idea to change things up. That also gives you the opportunity if you don't have heavier weights to still change things with your reps changing. Or, you know, if you're feeling like, I, I can't really go heavier, but I want to change my reps. It's a good idea to do it that way as well. Another option to changing up the variation of the type of strength training you're doing is isometric holds or tempo movements. So an isometric hold basically means you go into a movement and you hold it for a certain count. In some of my workouts, I will have, I call them bottom-out squats, or I'll have squats to a tempo, which means we count down for four, we count up for four. That would be tempo. Down one, two, three, four. Up one, two, three, four. So you can do that in a lot of different ways. You can count down two, up two. You can count down one and then go up slowly for three. You can count down in your squat, down from three, and then power up quickly for the one rep. So that kind of gives you some variation, and it's going to challenge the muscle in a different way. And even if you don't have heavier weights, because we might not have access to a gym, or we might not have heavier weights, so tempo is a really great way to change it up without having to add like a crazy amount of weights, but the tempo is still going to challenge you. I also said the isometric hold, that is where you hold at the bottom. So maybe you hold a squat at the bottom for four counts or you hold a bicep curl where your arm is at the 90 degrees and slightly out and the muscle is firing but you're not actually repping you're holding for you know 10 seconds there's a lot of different ways the isometric and the tempo kind of um, overlap with each other because you can do a tempo and then you can do a quick isometric hold or you can do it vice versa but changing that up is very helpful with any lift, you can do this. You can easily change the count at which you complete the lift, and that's what that is. So when you're going down, when you're coming up, just pick a tempo. I used to teach a body pump at the gym, and I would utilize tempo all the time because a lot of the women couldn't load their bars very well or their form would suffer. Like I would rather you have, have you go lighter and have good form, then heavier and have terrible form and hurt yourself. One more option would be changing your rest time within your strength training. So maybe between lifts, you are resting for three minutes. Maybe you switch it up and rest for one minute, or maybe you switch it up and rest for 30 seconds. The rest window is going to depend on how much weight you're lifting. So if typically, if you are lifting heavier weights, if you're in strength max, you are going to need longer rest to allow the muscle to recover to lift that much again. So if you are trying to figure out your one rep max, you're not going to be able to figure it out if you're only taking a 30 second rest in between. So you do need longer rest for that. But if you're just trying to vary up your strength training, it's not a bad idea to do different rests. A lot of times just changing that rest window up 
can make a difference. It can be done with lighter weights and heavier weights. So just be aware of that. But the heavier weight is typically you do need a rest longer so you don't injure yourself and the muscle can recover. But it's a great way to add variety into your workouts. My last really simple tip within, you know, changing up the variety of your types of lifting is to simply start increasing your weights while your reps stay the same. Now, this is so simple, but I feel like we get in a habit of, okay, we're going to go to a fitness class. We're going to pick up the 10-pound weights. We do bicep curls with 10-pound weights, and we do it the same all the time. And that's not going to help your body change. So it seems simple, but I push my clients constantly to increase their weights, to increase their weights. If you keep your reps the same, that's fine, but you need to increase your weights. You need to progressively overload. So if you're not making an effort to add little bits of weight when you're doing exercises, you're not going to see changes there. And while that may not seem like a new concept, you might be like, well, duh, I, you know, if I'm trying to add strength training, I should slowly increase my weights. But you would be surprised how many people don't do it. I think it becomes an issue for some women out of fear that they're like, oh, I don't want to get bulky. And I promise you, Women do not get bulky who lift weights. If you have a healthy diet and you are not taking crazy supplements and you're lifting weights, what's going to happen is you're going to have some beautiful shape. People who get really big, you know, some of the women you see who are really big, they're taking supplements. They are lifting a crazy amount of weight to be able to do that. But the typical everyday woman, if you are lifting and you are challenging yourself to try to lift more and more, and you are eating good protein and a balanced diet, and you are not taking supplements, what's going to happen is you are, A, you're going to feel stronger. B, you're going to feel better in your daily activities because the small things like picking up your kids or doing this or that are going to be easier because you have more muscle. C, you're going to be able to eat more food because the more muscle you have, the more food you need to maintain that muscle. And I don't know about you, but like I love to eat. <laughs> so that's a good thing. So C, you'll be able to eat more food. And D, honestly, your body's going to look better. The more muscle you have, the better off you are. As you age, it's really good for osteoporosis and for bone density to have muscle. So it is a good thing. So even though that loss concept seems simple, try to increase your weights. It is a big deal and it makes a huge difference in how you feel internally and how you look externally, which is a great thing as well. Now that we've gone over different types of strength training, you know, with reps and sets and then, you know, changing up ideas within those windows and kind of trying to add some variety in the way we're lifting, I'm going to go over setup, like how we can set up our workouts, because that is something that overwhelms women a lot in general. Like I noticed when I was seeing these comments come in, they said, how do you do your muscles? How often do you do this? How do you superset your muscles? What do you put together? So I'm going to go over this. And again, there are a couple options. I don't believe in forcing everyone into one box. I believe in displaying all the information for you and you choose what is going to be the best fit for you. There's some coaches who say, you only do it this way. This is the only way to success. And to me, you are trapping people when you do that. When you try to force people to do it the way you do it, that may not feel natural for them. And while there are different options, different options work for different people. So I'm going to give you a couple of different ideas. I will tell you how I set up mine and still give you some other ideas so that you can kind of play with this and make it a fit for you because I want fitness to be long-lasting for you and I want strength training to be long-lasting for you. I don't want you to be scared 
when you go to the gym and you're like, I don't even know what to do. I want you to pull out this podcast and be like, okay, I'm going to pick this rep range. I'm going to pick this, you know, sets. I'm going to do whatever variation that she said, you know, maybe I'll do some pyramids and I'm going to superset it this way. I want you to feel like I got this and give yourself a pat on the back. That's what I care about. So here are some options. I personally like to superset my workouts. Superset means you take two different muscle groups and you lift them back to back. So while one muscle is working, the other muscle is resting. The reason why, like many of you, I am a very, very busy mother. I run a business. I have four little kids. Um, I have a lot of work to do and it's just crazy every day. So I have found if I superset my muscles, I am able to work out faster and and do more along the way. Now, there's different ways to superset. So you can superset opposing muscles. So for example, you might superset your biceps and your triceps. So your first move might be for your biceps and your second move would be for your triceps. And you would do those two moves back to back for let's say three rounds. And then you're gonna do the same thing again with two new moves. And so you repeat that and you set up three to four different movements for each muscle set up in a superset. So you would have four supersets. The first move would be bicep, the second move would be tricep. You repeat that, you go into the second superset, third, fourth. That's a very common way to do it. I would say I probably do opposing muscles most of the time, but I do try to change it up because, again, I know that changing it up is effective. But people often do opposing muscles because it allows the muscle on the other side to rest as the other one's working. Something else you can do is simply like a push and a pull superset. So oftentimes people will do all pull muscles on one day. So that's muscles where you're pulling like your back is a, is one where you pull or you're doing one where you're pushing. So like a a chest, anything with your chest, you're pushing. Like with your squats, you're pushing the weight up. It's when you're pushing the weight away from you or you're pulling the weight towards you. So people will set up their workouts in a push and pull. Another option for setting up your workouts is lower body, upper body. This is when people will say, I'm going to rotate between my lower body, do a superset for my lower body, and then my upper body. Or if they're not supersetting and they're just trying to rotate their days, they may say, all this day, I'm going to do all lower body, and then the next day, I'm going to do upper body, and then the next day, I will do lower body. So there are a few different ways. For the supersetting, it's within one workout. You're putting two different muscles back to back. For the lower upper body, you can do it that way in a superset, or you can do it by days, where one day you lift lower, one day you lift upper. Now, a couple things with this setup, talking about supersetting or rotating days. Again, if your goal is really heavy, if you were trying to pack on muscle and go as heavy as possible, you don't want to superset, as I mentioned. You kind of just want to focus on one lift and really get the most out of that lift and take longer breaks and then give it a rest the next day. So it just depends on what your focus is. With hypertrophy, when you're in that rep range of the 6 to 12, it's easier to superset things and it's easier to superset opposing muscles or muscles in the same area. And then the next day you do muscles in a different area. So for example, sometimes I will do lower body is all one day and then the next day I will do back and shoulders. So then my lower body can rest as my back and shoulders are working the next day. The reason you're switching up the days you're working different muscles is because 
muscle needs time to build. It needs time to repair itself. So typically, you don't want to relift a muscle within 48 hours. So if I lift my back and I'm going pretty heavy on my back, I'm in hypertrophy and I'm trying to do pull-ups and I'm doing lat pull-downs on Monday, I don't want to go in on Tuesday and do my back again because my back is still rebuilding. It's trying to build the muscle. It's trying to repair itself. And it's not going to be able to work as efficiently. So I want my back to rest the next day. And the next day I might do legs. And I might focus on lifting my legs where my back is fully going to rest that day. And then later in the week, I can do back again if it's been over 48 hours. If you are lifting heavy, you might want to space it out even 72 hours. Because again, the heavier weight, the harder your muscle works, the more it's broken down, it might need more rest time. So you can kind of set up your workouts that way. I say superset with two opposing muscles, or you can superset with push and pull muscles. Or you can superset with upper and lower body muscles. On a flip side to that, we can rotate our days where we're doing lower body one day, upper body the next day, and same with push and pull. You can rotate days that way. So hopefully that was helpful. You do want to space them out. I tend to lift my legs two to three days a week. And then my other muscles, I will superset them. And sometimes I'll even triset them where I'll do three muscles if I really want to you know, get a muscle group as in like maybe on a Saturday where the next day I'm not going to work out. I don't work out every day. And so I might lift three upper body in a superset where I line up three. And so it gives the other ones a break. And that is a little bit of a different setup, but it does give you some freedom to maybe take more rest days, which is helpful. So you're not always trapped into one mode. Think about what works for you. If your goal is to get a pretty well-rounded workout and you don't have that much time, supersetting is going to be a great choice for you, especially supersetting two different muscles. If your goal is to massively put on muscle, then supersetting probably won't be the best choice for you. And I would really focus on getting heavier weights and longer rests and like just working on, you know, one or two exercises for a certain muscle group and really getting stronger at those muscles. One last thing I want you to be aware of when you are working on setting up your strength training routine, I know I've mentioned making sure that you're picking, you know, a rep range and a set range and then variety and then a setup for each workout. Something to think about is how you are going to mix in cardio into the routine. So when I lift legs, I do less cardio or no cardio or low impact cardio on those days. If I am trying to build shape for my legs and my glutes and hamstrings, quads, whatever, and then I turn around after I've lifted decently heavy, I've challenged them, and I turn around and I go on a run right afterwards, those muscles are going to have a hard time rebuilding and they're just broken down even more. So I do less cardio on those days so that my body can focus on building really strong muscles in that area. And so I will do like I will walk uphill or I will do stairs and I will do less time. Maybe it's only 10 to 30 minutes. But when people are trying to lift really heavy and then they're going on like an hour cardio afterwards, it's not as effective. The other thing to think about is whatever exercise you do first, if you're doing cardio and strength training on the same day, whatever you do first is going to get the most bang for your buck. I would suggest, especially for lower body, if you're going to do them on the same day, A, reduce the amount of cardio you're doing when you're doing lower body, and B, lift first. If you go into a cardio class or running or whatever, and then you come home and you try to lift, 
the muscles are already fatigued. They're not going to be able to lift as much. Your form's going to suffer more. And so you're not going to see the changes in the muscle. So I would highly suggest you lift first, get the most bang for your buck out of your lifting, and then you can finish off with some cardio if you are doing them on the same day. If you are not doing it on the same day, you could easily do strength training anywhere from three to five days a week, even six days, I should say three to six days. You can take a day off from strength training and do cardio the next day so you could rotate your cardio days. But for me personally, I tend to do four to six days of strength training. I space out my muscles by 48 hours. I personally superset simply because I'm busy and it's the best way for me to get the most bang for my buck. And I do tend to lift, especially my lower body, before I ever do any cardio because I want the most bang for my buck in challenging the muscles because, as you know, cardio is fantastic. I love cardio as much as the next person, but like it says, cardiovascular, it is more effective for your lungs and heart, and strength training is more about shaping the muscles. I seriously love you guys. I know that fitness can be so confusing, and I know I give you a lot of options, and you're like, oh, well, she just gave me 27 things I could think about, but I want you to know everything. I want to lay out all, I want to lay out the feast, the buffet for you of all your options, and then I want you to say, you know what? I really want to pick this. This is going to work for me. So I will always lay out the buffet of strength training. That's what I'm going to call it today. All your options, how they work, how you can put them together. And then I want you to listen to this episode. Listen to it twice if you need to. Write down what I said. Try to lay it out for yourself. See how you do. And if you're like, ah, I don't really like that style of lifting, maybe try a different one. Try to add that variety in or try to change up your setup because all of them matter. And there is some freedom in strength training, but you do kind of need some parameters. People often sometimes will even switch between the types of lifting, like the reps. They'll go where they lift you know, a certain type for a month and then they'll switch another month and do different things. So you can even switch them out, not even by day, but by month, like your reps and your set range. So just kind of be aware of that. If you want another episode on this or more clarification, please let me know. And I do read your reviews. They literally mean the world to me. Like, in fact, I'm recording an episode next from a review where someone said, hey, I wish you would cover this issue. And I'm like, oh, you got it, Ashley. I'm going to cover that issue because Ashley left a review. And I really appreciate those. They help the podcast grow. They allow me to record more. And they're going to allow me to stay on here even longer. So I really appreciate those reviews. Please leave them. Also, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, do not forget to subscribe. All the episodes will be automatically downloaded to your phone each week because I love to talk to you. Hopefully you love to hear me back. But that's really it for this week. If you do need more help on this strength training, let me know and I can do like a part two and clarify anything that maybe didn't flow perfectly for you. As always, you are doing better than you think you are. I say it every week and I mean it from the very, very bottom of my heart. We'll chat next week. 